All right, all right, all right, all right. Welcome to Investment Banking Insights. This is the only show dedicated to helping you learn both the technical and non-technical aspects of the investment banking process. Hello, my name is Alex Mason, and I am so excited to welcome you to the show today. Today, we're doing a little bit of a deal pitch. And, you know, I've been doing some deal pitches a little bit uh, last week of prior pitches that I analyzed months ago. But today, I want to talk about an acquisition that's actually happening in the market right now. It's actually going on right now over the next several months. This will be developing. But this is actually the acquisition of Hawaiian Airlines by Alaska Airlines. If you live in the US or in North America, you're probably familiar at least with these brand names. Alaska Airlines is an airline that, of course, is based in the Northwest United States by Alaska. And they basically have most of their market share across the Western United States. And that's kind of their market. And then Hawaiian Airlines, as you might guess, is based in Hawaii and way out there in the Pacific Ocean. And they serve a number of destinations to and from the mainland as well as over in Asia. And so Alaska decided to acquire Hawaiian for $1 billion in cash for the equity. And that's a price of $18 per share. So what I wanted to do over the next couple of minutes is just talk about some of the aspects of this deal as I was analyzing it as an investment banker would so that you can help understand some of my thought process and some of the key items that go on in an actual deal. So first of all, let's look at the rationale. Like why is Alaska doing this deal? Well, from a big picture perspective in the airline industry, there's been a really big trend of consolidation over a period of several decades. I mean, a century ago, there were hundreds and hundreds of airlines cropping up across the United States, and many of them failed. Like, the vast majority of them actually failed, went bankrupt, or were rolled up into other airlines. And so... The reason is it's really hard to operate an airline profitably. You have a lot of costs, a lot of capital expenditures associated with that type of a business model. Like you have to actually have the planes and planes are not cheap. Planes can go for between $20 million all the way up to the hundred plus million dollar range, depending on the size of the plane and how fancy you want to get. So that's a huge cost right there. Of course, many airlines lease planes and don't buy them outright, but it still costs a lot of money at the end of the day. And then you've got jet fuel. Think about gassing up your car and gas prices go up. That can hurt, right? Hurts your pocket. Well, it really hurts airlines' pocket if the price of oil goes up, which which impacts the price of jet fuel, and that's a major, major expense for them. And not to mention the labor So this is a very capital-intensive business, so that's why a lot of airlines have folded over the years. So there's been this broader trend toward consolidation, and that's continuing even now to the present day. There was a deal um, recently that was actually blocked, which was JetBlue's acquisition of Spirit Airlines, and that was blocked for regulatory reasons uh, after being stuck in the in the courts for for months. 
Um, so that that's happening. And then you also have uh, Alaska trying to now buy Hawaiian. So why are they doing this? Well, it, it kind of fits with this broader trend that I was just describing. But more specifically, the networks of these airlines don't really overlap. Alaska has a Western United States. Hawaii has Hawaii and other kind of point-to-point destinations to the West and to the East. So the two companies coming together would increase their network in a material way. So that's really big because it leads to this next point of synergies. It actually can help create synergies for the combined company. Specifically, management believes that they're going to have revenue synergies. They're going to be able to offer better routes to customers and make more money as a result. And that would theoretically be more than the total sum of revenue that these airlines are making apart. Because if you can fly from like Alaska to Indonesia and only use one airline, say you hop from Alaska to California to Hawaii to Indonesia, something like that, that may be more advantageous to you than switching carriers. So that's just one potential example. And then another reason is cost synergies. Operationally, I looked at both of these companies' financials. It seems like Alaska has a better track record than Hawaiian when it comes to its operations. So they can share best practices, and that'll eventually translate into reduced costs for the combined company. So there's some rationale there for why Alaska is doing this deal. The next thing that I want to touch on is the financing. So where is the money actually coming from? Well, the deal was announced for $1 billion, And by the way, Alaskan is going to assume the $900 million of debt that Hawaiian has on their balance sheet. So that comes as part of the deal. But where's the money going to come from? Alaska, they actually have well over $2 billion in cash on their balance sheet. They just released their full fiscal year numbers a couple of days ago before I recorded this. So I was able to find this information. So they could theoretically pay for Hawaiian in cash, but it's unlikely that they're going to do that. Why wouldn't they just buy it in cash? Well, there's a couple of reasons that I found. Reason number one is liquidity constraints. So Alaska has credit facilities, which remember from a prior episode, this is like a credit card for a company. Now, in the terms of these credit facilities, the lenders have a covenant that says that Alaskan Airlines cannot go below $500 million in cash. So right there, that restricts them if they want to keep that credit line open, which they definitely do. So that's that's reason number one. Reason number two is cash in general is needed to keep the airline resilient if another black swan event happens. For example, another pandemic. If there's another pandemic and you have no cash on the balance sheet, that's a really bad look. And you might actually be headed to bankruptcy court not too long thereafter. So traditionally, airlines hold on to a lot of cash because they're very expensive businesses to run. So cash is not the best financing option. But what about something like a term loan? We've talked about the different types of debt. Term loans are a typical way that companies finance things like this. So why not use a term loan? Well, that could work. It is an option. But we could also consider the credit worthiness of Alaska. 
Moody's, the rating agency, has rated them BAA3, which, for reference, is it's on the lower end of investment grade. And then the other major rating agencies, Standard and Poor's and Fitch, I looked at the ratings for those as well. They actually rated them in the high yield market, so actually even lower. So that means they have to pay more for debt than other companies with better financial characteristics. So that's a reason why like term loans may not be quite as good because you're borrowing it from the bank and it's like that's that's on the bank's books and um, and so they're going to want typically higher credit worthy borrowers. They could certainly lend a term loan to Alaska, but they're going to charge them for it. Now, bonds are another option, and I think that this is actually the best option. What Alaskan can do is issue some high-yield bonds, and another reason that bonds are better than term debt is that remember that term loans, they're amortized. So that means that part of the principal, as well as the interest, gets paid to the lender along the way. And with corporate bonds, it's different. Companies will usually just pay the interest portion for several years of debt and then have this quote-unquote bullet payment at the end where they pay back all of the principal at once. And in practice, it's often refinanced if the company finds it's advantageous to do so. But you can see where I'm going with this. With a bond, you can keep more of your cash now for operational expenses, for resiliency, as opposed to with a term loan, you're giving up more of your cash in the in the near term. So even though bonds could be pricier in terms of the, the yields that you have to pay out to your lenders, from the perspective of Alaskans management, you know, this may actually be a good option. So that's how I would suggest financing the deal is using bonds. So those are some two major things with Alaskan, the rationale for why they're doing this, as well as the financing of at least what I think they're going to do. Now, they haven't announced exactly how this is going to happen because the deal is ongoing right now uh, and it has to go through the regulatory process and actually close. And we'll see how this impacts Alaskan's balance sheet eventually. But just wanted to bring that to your attention of a case that I'm studying right now and something that is pretty interesting. So hope you enjoyed that, learned something from it. And it's always interesting to like look at these cases in real life because I feel like you learn so much from just actually going through examples. So that's what I got for you today here on Investment Banking Insights. My name is Alex Mason and I'm your host. Thank you for listening to me. Thank you so much for the ratings. Thank you for rating me on your podcast player Given that five stars on Spotify, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much for your messages, reaching, reaching out to me on LinkedIn. Uh, y'all have been reaching out a lot lately, and I just appreciate all the love. So thank you so much for your support. I hope that I continue to help you with each and every episode. And with that, have a great night. Take care.